but the game was different, right? The the, the rules was different. The ball. Oh, was the Euro, different. The, Euro, the Euro style is different in America. The Euro style was a lot different in America. <laughs> That's the Especially, first time y'all seen that Euro step too, huh? Absolutely. Today on the Euro stepping. Um, we have a young man that I've known for quite a while now. Um, known him from when he was young with long flowing locks. Um, uh, a young man by the name of Ben Sept, played for the Surrey Rams. Uh, ben, do you want to give us a little um, about yourself? Yeah, definitely. The uh, the flowing locks actually made a comeback recently, but then uh, <laughs> disappeared again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thank, thanks for for having me on sure um happy to to share experiences definitely um so yeah as 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 you said i was played at the surrey rams when i was young actually i guess starting a bit early it was back it was back when it was guildford heat and and you were still a, a coach in, in the program right mm-hmm. um i i remember i can't remember why just ended up one day as like a kid i think i was like 13 maybe asking mm-hmm. my dad if we can go watch one of the games um went to watch a game then was like yeah sweet i want to try this so then i went to i think it was it was a camp that you laken and maybe creon were running okay um and i'd never really played basketball before just maybe in the park or like with my dad like shooting around on the the you know like the random sports direct hoop that you have in the driveway or whatever um so so i went to the camp and then i started there and then i think the year after that i played with the guilford heat at the time it was guilford heat for a couple of years um then there wasn't a team in my age group i think so i played i played up a year or two and then that meant that everyone like graduated under 18s so then i moved on to surrey rams and that's when i went to surrey rams and so that was lakens club um then i played at surrey i was also training with they were the Surrey Heat then? Like it went Guildford Heat, Surrey Heat. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The training was Surrey Heat with Creon, um, which was awesome. I think I think that year or maybe the following year, I mean, I was on the bench for the BBL team, you know, sitting at the end, maybe played like 30 seconds in one game. Um, really cool, good fun. Um, then after that, I went to play for Reading. So I played, uh, it was back when it was still like conference and premier. So mm-hmm. Surrey Rams was conference. Then I went to Reading so I could play premier. Um, played with the D1 team there too. I think it was like the best year Reading's ever had. We won like everything. <laughs> it was it was really good fun. Dominated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there was there was like a core of of junior guys where we were actually like contributing as well. There was a few of us that were playing a good, you know, at least ten minutes a game. Um, we had some some guys that came in who were older. Really, really good coach as well, Spanish guy. Um, that was that was really fun and then yeah i guess what what sort of brings to the to the point of the podcast then is that after that i wanted to go to the states um so like i think everyone at that point sets their sets their mind on on going d1 right that's that's what everyone wants to do um so i don't know i kind of left it a bit late like i was in the england system i played like uh, some tournaments i never made the euros teams um Kind of left it a bit late. Uh, started reaching out, you know, some interest, not, not nothing like too much, little bit. Um, so then that's when Lakin, he still had a load of connections in like the the northeast state, like the northeast area in the states, um, with a load of prep schools. So he started reaching out to some prep schools. He started reaching out to some of his old college teammates as well. 
um, and then I got off the scholarship to go to to a prep school. Actually, there was like two or three that I was deciding between. Mm-hmm. Um, in hindsight, I, I chose. Well, I, I went to one that was like known to be like a mix of like academics and athletics. Um, but in hindsight, I definitely would would recommend and definitely would if I could go back and choose again, I would have gone to one of the ones that's just like pure basketball and they, they don't care like basketball factories. Do, yeah, like yeah, you just do like the minimum classes possible and <laughs> you just play basketball all day every day, right? Um, that's what I would have done. Um, so anyway, I didn't <laughs> went to like this. It was a really really cool school, really nice school in Princeton, like literally down the road from the university. So. We um we scrimmage with them quite a lot and you know like there's there's like a natural link there. Um, and there was also in a pretty good prep league, the the Maple League it's called. Um, so we played some some really good schools and then also like surrounding areas we played some New York teams, New Jersey, like um, Philly area as well. We played a lot of a lot of good teams um, and yeah, just to tie it all together then. I could have stayed out for for college as well. I had I had like a few D two schools that was I would say like on the verge of offering. Like they would have offered me a scholarship. But there was stuff like I remember one of them was a a, a military school in like Arkansas or something. And okay. I was just like, oh, I don't know, like some random state, right? Military school. I was just like, nah, not for me. Um, and I was at the same time, obviously, Plan B, applying for stuff back at home. Um, at the time, there was. There was quite a few unis that were connected with BBL teams. So I was naturally like, yeah, sure, I want to carry on playing. So I'll, I'll just apply to those. Um, I wanted to study law for my undergrad. So I was also looking for, for a good academic school. Um, and I think that year Durham still were in the BBL. Yeah, so, they were. Um, yeah, Durham Law School was like ranked like third in the UK and they were still in the BBL. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to apply there got in there and then it just came down to like deciding do I want to go to like a D3 school and not really any scholarships and cost my family loads of money or whatever you know like apply for all this financial aid yeah. you know? or do I want to go back get like a really really good degree um and play BBL as well um and yeah I came back played BBL uh wanted to play BBL then the year I came they they folded from the BBL so so they dropped out um so I was kind of like yeah whatever I'll just go for the more like regular student experience um but it was like the basketball was still really good there they still recruited um like a full team of master's students essentially because Bucks was still really important for them so they had a big budget to offer scholarships for masters so the roster was still really good we had like I think my first year we had six Americans, all of them ex-pros, um, played D1, played in Europe. We had like a Greek guy who played A1, Euro, Euro Cup, and like the the standard was really good, right? We had some some really good really good teammates. Um, and then of course when when you're playing in that Bucks league, you're still playing against like Loughborough who are linked with Riders. So yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, the BBL like, guys playing BBL yeah. and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, Northumbria with the Eagles as well. Like they were really good too. So the standard was still pretty good. Um, so Team Newcastle, I think, was bouncing around as well. Northumbria, yeah, yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it was Northumbria, and then in my second year, I went to play. Um, they were in D two at the time, but Tees Valley, where Creon came over. Um, so there's still like a bit of a connection there. I went to play with them in D two, like literally just just before I was out to play for a bit of fun, whatever don't really do much else on the weekends anyway it'll be fun um kind of got caught the bug a bit a little a little bit again 
Um, and in that season, we played against Team Newcastle, who at the time were, I think they were D1. Um, so after the playing them a few times that year, they asked if I wanted to come over for my third year of uni to play with them in D1. So I went to play with them in D1 in my third year. Then after that, didn't really have a plan. So I was going to just stay and do a fourth year of uni, do a master's somewhere. Um, was basically deciding between Durham and Newcastle. Um, then Newcastle, really, really, really good program. I'd say like one of my good friends, Mark is the head coach now. Chewy was the coach at the time. Really, really good coaches. Um, they gave me scholarship towards my masters. So then I just stayed and, and played, played there for my masters. And then after that, um, I wanted to carry on playing, still didn't really have a plan. Um, so I was just deciding like, yeah, sure. I'll take a year for fun, like don't really care where I play, just like it'll be fun to do a year again where it's just basketball, right? Like no uni, no school, like no nothing, it'll just, it just be good fun. Um, so then I signed with an agent um, and I was born in Austria, so I have uh, dual citizenship, Austria and uh, UK. Mm -hmm. So I was just deciding, like I was chatting with him, he's like, yeah, sure, where do you want to play? Um, and I was like, <laughs> I said either like south of Spain, like somewhere on a beach, <laughs> Or um, like going back to Austria would, would be like, it would be nice, you know, like um, don't have any family here anymore, but um, you know, it would just be like a nice full circle. So then I, I signed in Austria and then played for, for a little bit out there. Then it was, it was kind of crazy, honestly, signed with one team, got injured in pre-season. So they still had like the probation clause in my contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, just, they just caught me straight away. They, I rolled my ankle and they asked me to come to practice the next day. And they're like, let's see the ankle. And I knew if I showed them the ankle, they're going to be like, oh dear. Um, so they saw it, it was like, well, like swollen, you know, massive, uh, blue. And I just so said, they, no, thank you, bye. They, they literally said, okay. And then the next day, like called me. Yeah, GM wants to speak with you. <laughs> So um, I literally got cut the next day, but I was still out here. Um, I was actually still writing my disc for my master's. So I was like, whatever, like being injured is good. It gives me a bit more time to finish my master's essentially. Mm. So I finished it off and then by chance got a text from who would have been one of my teammates at the first team I signed. Um, and he said, yeah, I was just thinking about you and I was chatting with um, a friend of mine who's a coach at another team and he said like, there's roster spots, do you want to go for a, for a workout? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, cool, second chance, yeah, I've got to take it. But uh, back in my head, I was like, great, I've been sat here for like four weeks eating Doritos, writing my masters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, completely out of shape and yeah, weak yeah. ankle and everything, now that's funny. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, how you ended up home. Now that's, hey, that's, that's a crazy like, story of of you know to and I'm from in and 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 England America England and um so you stayed at the prep did you finish the whole prep yeah yeah I played the season um but by that point I already had like the the UCAS offer like I already had the the uni offer so I was kind of just like honestly this is what I was making a reference to about deciding like if you want to do a prep year to get better at basketball, go somewhere where it's just going to be basketball focused because the school I was at, it was it was still like super strict and academic and like stuff like roll call and study hall. And if you weren't at the assemblies, you would get detentions and all this yeah. stuff. Um, at that point, I, I already had my A-levels. I already had the uni offer. So I just so didn't, didn't, didn't like graduate did. high school, but I yeah. played the whole school. Yeah. Okay. Um... 
So, looking at it, what was your um, what was your reason for not pursuing uh, a college after that? So, if you're in the state, you know, as you said, you wanted to go play D1, and you know, you wanted to kind of get into college basketball. Um, why did you not pursue it? Why did you think to yourself, hey, UCAS or whatever? And especially if you had looks, I don't know if it was only D3, uh, but you know, you mentioned D2 and stuff, but why did you not say to yourself, hey, look, I'm, I made the leap, I'm gonna commit to it? Yeah, um, I don't know, lots, lots of factors to be honest. Um, I think a big one was wanting to get a really good degree still. Um, so I kind of like I set my sights on D1, but also then like good academic schools, which basically takes you to the Ivy League schools, right? Um, so I like actually I had like quite a lot of interest from most of them. Um, like, I yeah, I thought a, you were supposed to go to Yale. Yeah, like I went on a visit to Yale, um, unofficial. Um, then where else did I go? Dartmouth. Um, played, at, got invited to like a play at camp at Princeton. Um, then not D1, but MIT and D3 took me for like a D3 official visit. You know, like they're not allowed to pay anything, but they did the whole like showing you around and having you stay on campus and all this stuff. Mm. Um, but that, that was always in, in my mind. Um, and while I was playing the prep year, I was kind of like, don't want to be left going all, all, all eggs in one basket, going all in. So that's kind of why I decided plan B, I'll keep on, keep the, the, the UK stuff ticking along. Um, and then, yeah, to be honest, like for anyone that's been there, you like, you'll be talking with a coach, they'll be texting like all day, every day. And then, you know, they will suddenly just ghost you. Um, so it was going still pretty well. Like Yale was probably my best, best bet. Um, Ivy League, I don't know if it's different now, but at the time they didn't officially do athletic scholarships. No, they don't. It's still, yeah. still the same. Exactly. So that, that was always in the back of my head as well. Um, and then yeah, it was it was going well. Like they had me there, and they came to see me play a few times. And then I remember, probably the last time I ever saw this coach, he came to one one like tournament we had. I played so bad, like really, 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 really bad. Um, and then I just never heard from him again. <laughs> like literally, just like that. Um, <laughs> like going on a bad date, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was it was really bad. And I remember at the time, like. <laughs> I don't know if he fades the end of the game, if I'm honest. He might have left earlier. <laughs> um, but I did remember them telling me, like, when I was at the visit, they had, like, four spots for freshmen and they had, like, X amount of people lined up. Um, and they, they told me this is actually pretty interesting and maybe maybe something that's, like, worth, worth jotting down for anyone that's targeting those sorts of schools. They told me... Um, their admissions office of those four spots they have for freshmen they want like an average sat score so they want it obviously to be it's like it's yale they want it to be pretty high yeah um but they said like one of the one of the large parts that they they wanted me because was because like I, i'm at like i did re i studied really hard i did really well on the sat so they're like we can use your high sat score so bump up our average which means we can get someone else in on a lower one who's like oh, okay okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's so fine. I think probably what happened was they just had like that in mind. Um, okay. Looking at a few guys, obviously, then they were just better than me. <laughs> hey, 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 you know, hey, you know, like this is your account, right? You know, you can lie and say you was a superstar, but you decided not to, <laughs> and you know, you you played amazingly, and 
But no, I like it. I like it honest. I like it honest. No, it's no, cool. happy to be candid because like there's a lot involved with it, and I think there's also a lot of people that just get, get stuff up too much and make like an unfair perception of things. Yes. Like you yeah. need to have be realistic, I think. And like I'm glad that I had a plan B because if I had really gone all in, then the guy started ghosting me. Like, what else would I have done? I don't know. So. So okay, so what was the hardest thing about pursuing and i guess this is a a, a life you know, kind of a uh philosophical question um got there in the end um like when do you decide that plan a or when did you decide that plan a is no longer viable when did plan b become plan a do you know i mean in as i said in in the terms of hey, I'm going to the States, I'm making this commitment, I've stayed here for a year, you know, at what point do you say, okay, no, actually it is going to be plan B? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think, what was it, straw that broke the camel's back? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was when the Yale guy started ghosting me. Like I was still talking with some D1 places. Um, it's kind of when he started ghosting me and then like the interest from the D2 and the D3 started coming up, I think that probably is like a thing right they know that like these guys fringe they know that like if it's getting to this point then it's looking like they're probably gonna end up in d2 or d3 so then they step it up the intensity um and it was kind of that and then at the same time i i knew always in the back of my head like yeah i've probably got like a pretty good option lined up in the uk so i was kind of like sure if you know i i wanted to do do the whole thing and if i'm only gonna do like half of it and be you know that far away and just like grinding it out in like wherever you are um, yeah. really far away from home like the degree that i'm gonna come out with is probably not even gonna be that good compared to what i know i could could get um i think it, it all sort of happened at a similar time and then once once it kind of got to that point i was like pretty much decided okay um and i know you said you applied earlier and it came through but can you talk about the realization of, hey, the American dream is over. Like this is it. Do you know I mean, I'm sure there must've been a lot of emotion tied to it. Um, you know, can you can you describe what that was like? Yeah, no, it was, it was a long time ago, to be honest. Um, I remember when I first got there, it was all like super exciting. And that slowly started dwindling. And then I slowly started getting like homesick. So like one was coming down and one was coming up. Um, so it was more kind of just like, just kind of like, I kind of just felt like, what am I doing here? Like, you know, like, I don't think this yeah. is going to work out. I've got like a better option at home. Like that's not going to start till October. It's like March now. It's still like seven, six, seven months. I can go get a job, make a bit of money and go on a nice holiday and start uni. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I kind of just felt like, yeah, what am I doing here? And I remember this this also was a large part of it. I remember like it was super strict. Like, I'm not even joking. I wanted to go to Walmart one day on like after after school, right? We stayed in the dorms, obviously we were yeah, boarded. Yeah. Um and I like I just like popped out or whatever, like went down the street to get whatever I wanted. And then I came yeah. back and I had all these teachers having a massive go at me like oh you, you didn't sign out you didn't tell like the ra or whatever it is called that like, you're going and like all this i'm like come on like seriously <laughs> i understand that some of the kids here boarding are like 14 but like 
yeah, 18 is young. Man. Like I'm 18. Like I just hop out to get like a Gatorade and then come back. Like it's not that big a deal. And there was a lot of stuff like that where I kind of felt like because it was like a lot of the kids that were going there were paying like really big school fees and stuff. So like dollar, yeah. very like high wired, you know. Um, and I kind of like on the one like on the one hand like the excitement is going, you're getting homesick, and then you have like teachers yelling at you for wanting to just pop out like off campus for like an hour or whatever to get a sandwich and you're like it all just sort of came together and i was just like what am i doing here um yeah. okay uh, do you know what i'm like nervous i don't know if nervous is the right word but i'm i'm sitting here like like grinning my teeth and smiling because i'm that guy now you know i'm a, a high school coach but i'm also the residential guy oh, in charge of all the the boarding oh, students so i am that guy of hey you didn't sign out hey you yeah, know yeah. You... <laughs> but i mean yeah. it's slightly different this is high school not prep and um you know we are we try to be somewhat flexible um and you can do let me not say whatever but you can do start you can go out and buy stuff and go to the stores so long as you let someone know do you know what I mean? Because, you know, um, as as parents of international students, parents are always freaking out. Do you know what I mean? You know, I had, I think like last week, um, a kid's playing American football um, and, you know, his calf hurts or whatever, it's tight. So he tells his dad in France, hey, my leg hurts. And then I get an email the next morning saying, hey, my son needs to go to the hospital. And I'm like, I'm watching this kid play American football fine, running up and down, but his parents are freaking out. So that's all, you know, it's the the account of if someone's parent says, hey, where's Ben? And you go, uh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Now it's a, it's yeah, a bigger thing. 100%. And I think like, also like now I would entirely agree with you. And if it was me, I'd be like the same. But at the time, you know, you're like, 18, I'm 18, I just finished the school, like, I'm away from home, like, just let me go out, whatever. Um, and yeah, of course, there's like some growing up and maturity there, but that doesn't change how you feel at the time. <laughs> Definitely doesn't. <laughs> 100%. That, that email the next morning, you just open it and you roll your eyes, right? So, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my, like, like the kid's fine. Especially when they don't come and tell you. That's like the most irritating thing um so now you know their their parents think they're in some dungeon getting beat up and then i'm like watching them have a great time and it's like two different worlds so yeah um yeah, yeah it's cool um do you think that the process you know of um you know laken finding coaches and going through the recruitment thing do you think that process was worth it for you to ultimately end up going back home? Do you think you putting in the hours and spending that time over in prep school, do you think that was valuable? Or do you think, you know what, maybe I should have just stayed at home, it would have been better? No, you know what, I, I think about this sometimes. I, like, without a doubt, do you not regret it? And I almost wish that I threw myself in more fully as well. Like, once, once I sort of, you know, decided, uh, fine, basketball's not gonna work out, I, like, part of me now is still like cool mate you were you're in new jersey it was about to be summer like all your mates are there like you know it'll be fun just like enjoy it but i was there kind of like oh no i just want to come home it's not worked out <laughs> um 
So I, I 100%, yeah, even like, even if it doesn't work out, it's, it's, it's huge. And I think it's, it's like a massive thing just for growing up as well. We sort of mentioned it earlier, but then when I got to, uh, to uni my first year, I was only like a year older than everyone, 19, but I kind of felt like from that experience, I was much more mature yeah. and kind of not really interested in half the stuff that like people were interested in. And I just remember like, on it, like I, my first year of uni, I was mates, everyone, all my mates were older than me. I made mates through basketball, friends of their friends, like just felt like I got along with them a little bit, bit better, like perspectives slightly different. Um, and it, it definitely, I think, just in terms of life experience, it's huge to, to do that sort of thing. Um, and I, yeah, 100% would, re would recommend, but also like would recommend plus just like absolutely immerse yourself in it. Just make the most of it. Yeah. I, I, I definitely feel. Um, how are you treated by, I, I guess it's different because you didn't go to college, but how, how are you treated by your friends and family um, once you told them you was coming back home? You know, was you, were the people supportive or were they like disappointed, especially, you know, you know, your parents are paying this money for you to go prep. So, you know, there's a, you know, there's a follow up from it. And now if there's no follow up, you know, was how, how was that received? Yeah, um, maybe that's a question I should flip on you. What did you and Lakin think? <laughs> um, hey, I'm not going to talk for Lakin. Maybe I'd catch him on here and put him in. Um, I learned from a very uh, young age or very early in my coaching career that um, you can't pin your expectations on um, a young kid. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like everyone's going through their journey and everyone's maturing and everyone's figuring out who they are. So, you know, the, the magical age, I believe, is that 17, 18 window because, as you say, you kind of get some sort of independence, especially for European kids, right? 18 is like the doors kicked in, yeah. Yeah. you know, drinking, partying, whatever you want at 18. So it's really kind of, you know, when you come out here, you're thinking, hey, you know, if he, if, if, if Ben grinds at it, it could be good, you know, hopefully he finds a spot. And you do get to a place where you're like, man, missed out on an opportunity. Like, oh, if you just stuck it out, if you, you know, but hindsight it's 2020, like you said, you know, you wish you kind of immersed yourself in it a bit more, but then you wouldn't have got to that conclusion if you didn't make the decisions you made. You know what I mean? I think life's a little bit, a little bit bad like that because you know you're like if i only knew ahead of time but you it's too late you can't go back do you know what i mean so yeah exactly. um yeah you know how how was it with your parents yeah for me like well i guess yeah from my perspective it wasn't wasn't really that big a deal from like what other people thought it was more like internal um uh -huh. my parents were were fine with it to be honest like obviously like your, my mum she was over the moon I was about to be home for <laughs> six months you know? um, <laughs> then my dad yeah no I think I like I don't know he, he just wanted me to be happy right and you could tell I wasn't happy out there um and yeah, I know it is it's expensive and there's a lot to pay, but um, I think like the, the the deal I ended up getting, like the scholarship was pretty good, so it wasn't that bad to be honest. Mm. Um, and in terms of um, 
Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that. My washing machine's going, going crazy. That's so good, so okay. good. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah, then in terms of like um, friends, whatever, they don't they don't care. It's like, oh, sweet, Ben's home, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, then I guess like that would be like school friends, basketball friends. I don't know, like everyone kind of goes their own way after under 18s, right? In the UK, it's kind of yeah, 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 yeah. a bit, bit of a weird one. Um, but yeah, for more for myself, really, kind of like a bit disappointed, um, almost relieved as well. I think I think when you're so invested in something, especially mentally and also like simply with time, like you know, you you practice every day, you practice more like twice a day, sometimes three times a day, from the age of like 16 to 18, you got a game every weekend. Um, Summers, you're just trying to get better. You're not really like going anywhere. Like yeah. um, you, you invest so much that you're kind of like, what was the point? But then also you're kind of like, oh, like, awesome, I can breathe now. Um, so I, I was kind of conflicted. Yeah, lots of lots of stuff going on. But I think, um, as I said, you you really learn a lot and it prepares you for the next step. And having that experience, I think, is has been super valuable since I'll, I'll put it put it that way okay excellent uh, you, and you actually covered the next question was uh was there any value going but yeah <laughs> um that's great um so quick file ish round um the the trivial bit um so you was in new jersey right yeah exactly yeah right so what's the weather like in new jersey winter was so cold it was horribly cold, like snow up to your shins. Um, I remember our, our coach, he drove the bus like it was a race car and it was snowing <laughs> and icy and we were all like terrified. <laughs> so I hope you're not that coach. But uh, our coach was, uh, yeah, he was he was going pretty reckless with that thing. Um, so <laughs> winter was horrible. And then suddenly it would just turn to like really nice and hot in the summer. Like I think it's it's kind of like England, but you actually get all four seasons. Um, <laughs> England, you just get grey. So yeah. yeah. Um, what's the must-see destination of New Jersey? Cool. I don't know. Didn't really get out much because I had to sign out every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd say, so we were in Princeton, which like most people think it's just the uni, but it's like actually the town is called Princeton as well. Um, uh. And there's this like, this this sandwich shop called Hoagie Haven, which was, will blow your mind. It'll be like a top 10, top 10 experience in your life. Yeah. Oh yeah? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I like it, okay. Uh, well, that was the next question actually, it was like what's the best place to get food? So Hoagie Haven. Yeah, this hoagie heaven place. They would make these like so in New Jersey. They call like subs, like subway, like hoagies, uh -huh. um, and they would make these like massive fat sandwiches with like anything you could think of inside, like chicken strips and fries and bacon and cheese and you know like all the all the stuff that all the you great should, stuff. Yeah, all the great stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, best place to get kicks in New Jersey. Um, online. <laughs> <laughs> okay, simple. Online, yeah. Um, best American holiday. American holiday. Um, or best holiday in America. As in, like, 
Christmas, New Year's. Yeah, sure. Um, or Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, hands down. It's like, I think most people that go, right, you end up making friends and then the friends, the friend's mom is like, oh my God, are you going to be here alone for Thanksgiving? Come to ours. <laughs> like, oh. It happens to everyone, right? And then you go and then like, yeah, it's incredible. Like all the food they make and the occasion, like, yeah, super cool. Good experience. I love it. Um, I uh, I um, was with the family in Oklahoma um, and they were like pretty cool. Um, and they kept asking about the pilgrims and um, it was like, yeah, it was hilarious. Like, oh, so uh, do you guys celebrate in England? And we're like, no, like, oh, but the pilgrims. And I'm like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> um, I lo- yeah, it was hilarious. It's still a thing to this day. Um, so you spoke about being homesick. Um, how did you deal with being homesick? What remedies, if you will? Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I got kind of lucky. Like my, my roommates were really cool. Um, we're like still, I haven't seen them for a while. Obviously we've been, been like other sides of the world to each other, but we're still messaging each other every now and then. Like one of my, my roommate, Dom, he's playing in Sweden now, um, was in Portugal. So. COVID made it difficult, but we're just trying to arrange, like, um, trying to see each other. But um, honestly, just like chilling with them. Like, the cool thing is, yeah, you're boarding, but at least you're like, if you get lucky and you get along well with your roommates, like you're just living with your mate 24 seven and in between classes, just like playing PlayStation or like whatever, um, good fun. So I think just, yeah, keeping keeping busy with, with the friends you make. Okay, all right, nice. All right, last couple, um, we get a little bit, a little bit serious. Um, what was your level of independence um, before you got to, you know, your prep school? And um, what three things do you think, you know, would you advise somebody going to college or prep should be able to do before they go there? In terms of like independence at home? Yeah, like just, you know, cooking, cleaning, being able to, you know, uh, navigate the the um, metro system and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, sure. I mean, yeah. I I like. I, I started like doing my own shopping and cooking quite early, just because I don't know. Like I was fifteen and read like, oh, you have to have this diet to jump higher or whatever. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I got yeah. like really obsessed with all that stuff really early on. Um, so I started doing all that myself quite early before before I even left like while I was still at school actually like um cleaning yeah just keeping my own room tidy and stuff like I wouldn't say like doing the whole house or whatever but um I think I've generally like I'm pretty clean as a person anyway um then yeah getting around public transport I, I personally was was fine with all that before I went um but all those things I would definitely recommend if I had to pick like the three things, then yeah, definitely. Um, I think before going, yeah, being able to cook is huge. Um, that's definitely a big one. Then also I'd say like keeping keeping all your stuff tidy and like knowing how to do the washing and stuff like that. I don't know, like sometimes you'd go into dorm rooms and they'd just be gross. And I'm sure you see this, right? But <laughs> I think that's like a life skill that's, you know, something good to do. And um, yeah, definitely be prepared to do all that. Cause otherwise, well, to be fair, like it depends where you go. You have like the little loop that you put all your stuff on after practice, right? And then it gets washed for you. But um, 
all the other stuff for sure. And then, yeah, it's just being, you mentioned it, public transport is definitely a good one. If you're like, I remember one, one before Christmas, we had a game somewhere random, like I don't even know where it was. Um, and then I had to like try to get to the airport to get my flight home for Christmas or whatever. Okay. Uh, so it's just figuring all that out, uh, being prepared for all that, for sure. If, if like that that was the point of the question, like what should, should you be prepared for? Then uh, yeah, yeah, like, you know, stuff, stuff to do. Some people say time management. Some people are like, hey, being able to communicate, like being able to communicate with lecturers and professors and stuff like that's also a huge one. Um, you know, being able to um, coordinate schedules, you know, again, I guess it falls under time management, but there's, yeah. you know, only 24 hours in a day. And if you're, you know, not managing your time right, you lose out on schoolwork, not practicing, not sleeping, not, you know what I mean? So um, that's an, another big one, especially, you know, the coaches last season, we had the coaches on and that was a big one for them as, Hey, yeah. you know, want people who are independent um, and they don't need to baby and monitor 24-7, so. Yeah, no, no, that's a good point. Definitely, like, scheduling is a, is a big one. Um, and I think, yeah, it depends, depends, like, the system that you come through. But, like, you and Lakem would always say, like, if you're not early, you're late. Like, that sort of thing. Just being ready, being on time, um, definitely. And then, I don't know prep school everything's kind of mapped out for you it's kind of babied out a little bit for you but college mm. i think people can end up just like you know <laughs> wasting away their days so definitely um yeah that's a really good point i'd say like scheduling absolutely nice um what was the biggest adjustment to american culture huh. good question um i don't know I think I think you can probably separate it right from like everyday life and basketball. I think mm -hmm. basketball is a lot different that, that everyone knows and like everyone pretty much everyone like can play to some degree anyway. Yeah. And like you just walk around the streets and everyone's wearing basketball shoes or whatever. Um, I think then also the way the way that they play, at least at least where I was playing, it was a lot a lot faster, a lot more physical and like no one would ever like give up or anything and like everyone would always I think yeah it depends on your coach as well but like no one would like walk into the huddle no one would like walk between drills everything was super like okay we're doing like the five minute segment of the charge drill then like five minutes straight into Micah and like you know like it was it was it was very kind of like almost yeah. professional already um definitely very serious then in terms of like everyday life huh I don't know. I think it's kind of weird, like on the surface, at least like this is kind of how I feel like, on the surface, everyone in America is very friendly. Um, but then at times it was also kind of difficult to actually make like real relationships with people as well. You'd see them, they'd be like, oh, hey, how are you going? Like, how's it going? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. happy to see you. And then you just kind of like repeat that over and over. Or you're like, I know nothing about you. Like, why are you acting like you're the happiest person to see me right now? <laughs> yes, the fraudulence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that was kind of weird as well. But, yeah, that, that, that's hilarious. All right, big question. Um, how did you deal with distractions such as drugs, alcohol, and uh, love interests? You know. Um. I think, yeah, 
there wasn't really wasn't really like much much time to do that to, to be distracted if i'm honest um yeah. like we for me personally again like slightly different it was a prep school but it was kind of like a full school day straight into practice then you had to be in in like your study hall and then at that point it was it was late already and it was the winter and nothing else to do really yeah. um so there wasn't really anything yeah sort of in the way there but, um, I, well, I trust, trust me being in the dorms I, I know there's always a chance of getting involved in stuff that you shouldn't be getting involved in yeah absolutely um but what what i don't know what what can you do just put your headphones in and do something <laughs> play video games <laughs> well, just play well, playstation so are you telling me no one and i'm not trying to you know put anyone's name out there you know but you know, are you telling me that there was never any um, weed on campus? There was no one smoking. There was no one, you know, that managed to get alcohol in the in the dorms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, hundred percent. Like, one of my teammates, he got expelled very early on because he got caught with weed in school. So, like, it, it happens, but I don't know. Like, what's what's the best way? What is it? Like, just say no. Nothing. But what did okay? So what did you do, or did you do it and just never get caught? Um, me, me and my friends. So like the the, the teammate I just mentioned, um, he actually he was like really obsessed with with two K, and I yeah. like this is gonna sound really lame, but me and him would literally just play two K like all night while while everyone else was doing anything else in the course. They'd like come in or whatever, but we'd just be like, he he was very focused as well. He was also kind of honestly kind of. Um, both of us were honestly like a little bit more more quiet. We were both like on our prep years and just didn't really want to get involved with any of like the drama or the gossip or like the high school stuff. So we were just happy just to keep to ourselves, to be honest. Okay. Um, but yeah, literally we we played so much PlayStation. I have like I played enough my whole life. I don't play play anymore anymore. So. Well, Lakin's still banging that. Let me not put his business out there, but I know he he still be get catching L's on that PlayStation. So, <laughs> um, okay. Last question: What advice would you give to um, anyone that wants to, you know, embark on the American dream? You know, that wants to go to college or prep, or you know, what advice can you give them? Yeah, definitely. Um... Like, yeah, I said it a few times, but I'll say it again, like literally just just throw yourself into it with everything you got. Um, and I think definitely super important as well. Like if, if the idea is to go out there to like achieve something, I know it sounds stupid or like a bit cliche, but like you're not there to make friends, don't be too nice. Like if you got to go and you're trying to play for a scholarship, just like do everything you can do to play for, for the scholarship and like, do what you do well as well don't try to be someone you're not just 100 percent um like killer mentality like i'm just gonna do what i gotta do to to get whatever i want um i think that's definitely something um but really enjoy every every minute of it and i would say yeah from experience like even if it's not gonna work out like i wouldn't wouldn't be worried i think <laughs> if like you want to be real about it like how many people go play four years D1 and go to the NBA, right? Like the percent, like I know everyone says this whole like percentage stuff, like it is, it's super low, right? And if you still want to play basketball afterwards, there are hundreds of teams in Europe. And like, if you flip it around from the American perspective, guys that go play four years college and then they come play in Europe for like 
300 euros in a bedroom in an apartment and then put an Instagram by a professional basketball player. Like to them, like that's, that's, that's making it right. So if, if you really still want to play basketball, you can play basketball. I, I think like it's, 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 it's really not the end of the world. Um, but I'd say like, yeah, put, put 110% into it, but like also I'll try and try not to put too much pressure on yourself because like I'm still playing now. Yeah, I, it's not the best league, but it's still some professional. The level is still pretty good. Um, it's good fun. And and I think like pe- people stress, they, people will say like, you know, just go out and have fun. But if you take away the pressure and you actually are just playing for fun, like I, I found it, especially for myself, like you end up just playing better and like you don't care and then you just play good. Um, so yeah, definitely like, if you're gonna go for it, go for it. But it's also not the end of the world if it if it doesn't work out exactly how you want it to. I like that. I really like that. That was like so earnest and sincere. I, I, I like the idea of hey, this is. I guess it's a fine line, right? It's a fine line of 110 percent all guns blazing, but enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? Enjoying yeah. the process of the grind of you know, trying to make it and wherever it falls, be happy in the knowledge that, you know, you've tried it, you've gone out and done your best and that, you know, that's where the chips have fallen. So um, I really, really, really like that. Um, Ben, you've been absolutely amazing. Um, Thank you for being so open and and honest. Um, And it was great kind of hearing the processes behind it i know lakin's probably gonna you know watch it and you know because he's you know questioned what's happened or what happened and all the rest of it so um i'm sure he'll be glad to to find out what went down um but yeah thanks for stopping by and giving me some time no thank thank thanks for for having me and thanks for hearing me out and uh hope it's helpful to whatever and shout out lakin 100 um yeah always always good to catch up with you too um i think i think like the the thing is like you learn so much from basketball and all the people you meet right and like when you look back at the time if something seems like not how you want it to be you know here you and me are i don't know like five years later and i can still remember you like screaming at me to like run fast or whatever and it's like these life lessons that you get um, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's always good to catch up, and I think there's like even if you stop playing, there's always part of basketball in you, like in whatever you're doing. So it's happy happy to share, and um, yeah, good to catch up. Hi, this is Ben Sype. This was my episode of the Euro Stepping. Thanks for watching. Um, if you want to reach out and ask any questions, then reach out to Coach D. Appreciate you watching the Euro Stepping. I want to thank everybody for watching Euro Stepping watching the euro stepping the euro stepping the euro stepping you've been watching the euro stepping the euro stepping you're stepping you've been watching the euro stepping a great podcast show hosted by coach d